Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Hello, hello. Welcome to Private Club Radio, episode 202. Today we're chatting with Dave Bisbee, the author of the new book, Back on Course. It's a book that my good friend Michael Crandall turned me on to. He said I should reach out to Dave, and boy, am I glad I did. Dave was able to send me a copy of the book, which I've read, and it is wonderful. How do you put business back into the game of golf? In fact, it's never really left, but how do you optimize it? That's what we're going to talk about here on Private Club Radio. Business is an integral part of golf. And Dave will show you how to use it to your advantage. In fact, there's a really great lesson in there in terms of how do you interview someone on the golf course, which is my favorite part of the book. And we'll talk about that as well. So make sure to stay tuned. But if you do not know Dave, Dave is the GM and director of golf at Seven Canyons, which is out in Sedona, Arizona. He's been in the industry for many, many, many years. And we are lucky to have him here today on Private Club Radio. It's a book that you've got to go out and buy for Christmas. Christmas is coming up. It's a wonderful stocking stuffer, so make sure that you do that. Speaking about books to buy, I will also put a little plug in for the ABCs of Plutonium Private Club Leadership, that book that I authored with Michael Crandall. We're doing something kind of fun for the holidays. We are doing a special promotion where if you buy a multi-pack which is six books, 12 books, or 24 books for your board, committee, or for your local CMAA chapter or any other chapter out there, you will get free shipping and we will personalize those books for you. So we can actually put the logo of your club or chapter and a little note inside the first page of the book personalized for you. Just go over to plutonium.club when you choose the multi-pack option. You'll now see a couple of other options to enter some information for that customization. So pretty cool right there. So now you've got two books to buy for the holidays. No need to go to Amazon. No need to go to the mall and fight for for the shelves on Black Friday. Just go over to get a couple of books back on course and ABCs of Plutonium Private Club Leadership and you'll be right on track. <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's go over to Dave's interview. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome to Private Club Radio a gentleman named Dave Bisbee. Dave just wrote a great book, which I have right in front of me right now, called Back on Course, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm about 80% of the way through this book, and the reason I haven't finished, honestly, is because it's that good. I keep going back and rereading ha- highlights from the book itself. But Dave, really happy to have you on the show, sir. Welcome to Private Club Radio. Gabe, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. for You have an extensive background in, in the golf industry, and I'd love for you to just walk us through some of your history, Dave. Well, uh, the way that I like to explain it is that I've never had a real job in my entire life. I've, <laughs> Love it. I've been able to, to dodge uh, that. But uh, I got introduced to the game at a very young age. Uh, started working at a golf course when I was 12. Wow. And uh, turned professional when I was 17 and, and never looked back. Mm. 
Wow. And you've been all over. Uh, you've been at some of the, some of the finest clubs around. Tell us about some of those. Well, yeah, I've had the opportunity and, and, and golf is it's a crazy, crazy game. Um, the places it'll take you and the, the please, uh, people you get to meet, uh, those kinds of things. But, um, I've had the opportunity to play probably 80 of the top 100 courses. Um, I'm from a little, little town in Kansas, um, Hutchinson, Kansas, and there's a little golf course there called Prairie Dunes, which is perennially in the top 30 courses uh, in the U.S., and it's, it's where I kind of got to cut my teeth, but uh, it is, the game has literally taken me all over the world. It's incredible. And you're actually a commentator and you've done all sorts of things. So what are some of the different ways you've been in the golf business, Dave? Well, everything from having my own golf schools. I mean, I really came up in the game, thought early on that since I could beat everybody in Hutchinson, Kansas, that I was going to go... <laughs> Uh, on to a you know a, a multi-win career on the PGA Tour, and then I found out as soon as I got outside my little um, town of Hutch that there were a bunch of really good players mm. out there, mm-hmm. and that I might that I might have made a uh, a little bit of a hasty decision <laughs> to try to go play for a living. Yeah. But uh, even in that, in, in being able to go out and and travel around, try I, I was a original. Um, uh, rabbit, uh, what they used to call us, the uh, Monday qualifiers, and um, you know that that uh, one it got me into playing all over the place. Um, it got me into thinking about uh, things like club design, uh, which I, I I kind of really got into. Club design kind of led me into teaching. Uh, teaching led me into being in front of you know, the the very top in corporate America. And, and that's really where the idea uh, came about for um, how how bonded golf and business are. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's just been a, a series of very fortunate events. Oh, sounds like it. That, that sounds like a great career, Dave. So you led into that perfectly. My, my next question is for those who haven't read the book yet, can you just explain the premise and what back on course is all about well I, I think as you're probably well aware um, every time we go through an economic uh, cycle uh, especially a downturn um, golf kind of gets painted with a, uh, um, a a negative brush and um, uh, even though it, it it really never um, stops I mean that bond between the business world and golf um, I think uh, the the whatever you want to call the financial crisis of you know 2008, mm-hmm. um, it really took a uh, took a beating uh, back then. And the premise for the for the book is that um, it is such an important um, connection. That's why you don't see on the PGA Tour anymore. You don't see you know the Danny Thomas Memphis Open or the the Dean Martin uh, or the, the, you know, the, the old celebrity mm-hmm. name tour events, they're all corporately sponsored. Yeah. And if you go to any of the tour events, uh, if it weren't for the, the corporate 
uh, villages and and uh, those sponsorships. Uh, these guys wouldn't be playing for all this money. So there's there is a a definite connection between the two. And my goal has always been to get the uh, the golf industry to really embrace and kind of pull that veil back and and say that you know the the game and 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 the business community uh, need to come back together. Yep. Yeah, you highlight in that right in the beginning of the book how you say that corporate spot, you know, corporate sponsorships or you know doing deals on the golf course just kind of got looked down upon, but corporations didn't necessarily pull their memberships from private clubs and didn't and the executives didn't actually stop playing golf. It's just it's more on the down low now. Yeah, yeah, and I and and that's what we really want to change. Yep. Um uh you know, we uh, even on the local uh, local level, um, corporate memberships in clubs is something that is really growing again. Yeah, and I think the clubs that embrace that and say, "Well, how how can we create a an environment at our facility that gives them more than just coming out and playing golf for an entertainment standpoint, uh, but turn the the club into an extension of their office." Yeah. Yep. It's absolutely true. There are a lot of clubs and, you know, on the show, I've, I've preached that clubs need to be a, a family focused place, but it's so true that they also need to all know who their core audience is and their core audience is a lot of executives, business owners, and, and guys who want to take their clients out. And, and that that's part of the experience that you can't forget about. Absolutely. That's why I love this book. So um, the book starts out kind of showing readers that they need to develop a deep understanding of who they are. In fact, there's a, a great quote in the book where you say, the starting point for success is knowing what you want. And I think that's a powerful statement. So you, can you break that one down for us, Dave? Yeah, um, I, I think that uh, if, if you, know, you, you, you look at the, um, the performance landscape out there, uh, there is a lot of, um, uh, a, a lot of models that will, will kind of try to, to take somebody uh, and tell them to emulate um, some qualities of somebody else that has been successful. And kind of the, the, the starting point for us is that the things that would make you successful are unique to you. So it's discovering and understanding what those unique qualities are in you and then be able to take those and leverage them against any environment, really, but uh, golf, more than probably any other activity, um, really really does strip you down. That's for sure. Uh, it it, uh, it it puts you in positions where um, you are vulnerable, where you have to manage your emotions, uh, where you have to uh, put up with you know the em- embarrassing moments, and and be able to also mm-hmm. uh, manage yourself around people who are struggling. And, yeah. Uh, that's what right. You do with that. Yep. So I it's just, just it's a just such an interesting combination of of you know golf and life are uh, one and the same. My 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 craziest experience like that is I took a client out to Old Memorial, which is here in Tampa, probably the the most exclusive club. It was started by the guy who founded Outback and some of his friends. Um, it's a really 
really nice club. And I, I brought one of my clients there. Actually, my client kind of brought me, invited me. He was coming down from the Atlanta area. And for those who don't know, that club, I think, has 138 bunkers. And that day, I was in about 132 of them. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like, it was the most embarrassing round of golf of my life to the point where like probably, but at, at one point there was a, a shift. I, ha- I had to like, kind of just say, you know, I got to make the most of this. And, and the other thing is that the guy I was playing with was shoot was lights out. I think he ended up shooting 74 or something on a course he'd never played. And it's very, very difficult. So <laughs> you're right about golf being <laughs> just, it can really test your emotion, uh, your emotions yeah. out there. <laughs> Do you have any stories like that yourself? What was, what was one of the, the most unique experiences you had taking someone out? Well, yeah, I mean, as you were describing that, um, I had, I, I got invited to play in a, in a pro-am event and it was at, uh, a new, new golf course in North Scottsdale. Um, it was a, you know, a Nicholas designed golf course that was opening with a lot of fanfare. They had a, a big pro-am event that was ahead of, uh, the, um, Phoenix open. And so I got invited, um, uh, one of the, one of the gentlemen that, uh, was in my, uh, on my team had brought a, uh, a potential client with him because he really wanted to show off this new uh, venue. And it was, I mean, the, the wind blew probably 40 miles an hour. And, and it was a very, I mean, in, uh, in North Scottsdale up, up towards the uh, carefree uh, area, uh, it's a little bit higher than down on the valley floor, and and it can it can get pretty chilly up there around mm. Phoenix all the time. Yep. So it was really cold, really windy. Um, his uh, his potential client had just an absolute uh, miserable day, mm. uh, and, and in fact had run out of golf balls by about the thirteenth hole, and I was loaning him golf balls, and the the gentleman who was trying to entertain him was just, um, he was beside himself, trying to figure out a way to get this guy uh, to the to the finish line. Um, and what it, it, it really kind of became one of the points in the book was, you know, don't make an experience for one of your potential clients their worst golf story. Right. Which is what that turned I out to be. I love that line. Yeah. Yeah, we're ended up being there. His very worst golf story. Mm, geez. And, and I think later in that chapter, you talk about how maybe your club is not the right choice. So if, you, if you're a member of a private club and it's a very challenging one, maybe think about actually taking, even though you want to show off your course and you're proud of your course, maybe you want to take them somewhere else that might be a little less of a, of a sluggish <laughs> round for somebody. Yeah. Well, and ask the question. Make, make sure you understand what their, what their skills are and yep. and. You know, just by asking a few leading questions, you can kind of figure out the type of golf that that might better suit right. <laughs> that that particular person. That's yeah. right, and and I mean that really goes to the my next question, which is you know one thing I really liked about the book is it's really heavy on developing the reader's emotional intelligence, and you've actually created a questionnaire that goes along with the book to help them learn and recognize the needs and the wants of, of the people that you're going to be playing with or the, 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 mm-hmm. the people you're going to be bringing onto the course. So tell us about how that works and how folks can actually get a copy of this questionnaire that you put together. 
Well, it, it that is one of the most interesting things about about this. Um, I mean, golf might be a personal game, and it is to all of us, uh, but it's also uh, a way for uh, you to build build relationships and. And the, the, the mastery of being able to do that is be able to recognize and understand uh, the needs of the person that, that you're uh, dealing with. Um, my co-author on the book, Connie Charles, it, it really is a uh, business executive coach. And uh, I got introduced to a uh, performance or a, a, probably the best way to describe it is a personality profile. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the 90s, uh, Roger Berkman uh, had developed a, uh, an instrument to give people a better understanding of themselves and then what those unique uh, qualities are and how they interact with someone who is quite different from them. And that really kind of became the basis of the questionnaire. Um, it, it's really understanding kind of four things, uh, what it is that you're interested in, what you like, what you have a passion for, um, what your best uh, qualities are for going about pursuing those interests, and we describe it as style, um, the underlying needs, the environment that you need for the, those strengths to come out, and then if those needs aren't met, the next thing is understanding the stress reactions that uh, will lead you uh, into poor performance. And kind of the mastery of it for us is uh, it, you really you really are always balancing that this needs and stress, and the stress reactions can kind of give you a little window and what that person needs to get back on track. Right. Yep. So and, and it's called uh, we we call it IMAP uh, and IMAPGolf.com. That is the website. Somebody can go in, uh, take the questionnaire. It, it takes yeah, maybe 15 minutes. But it's just it's very revealing. I, I use it with all of my students. Um, uh, have them take the questionnaire. Uh, it's important for me as a, as a teacher to be able to make sure that I frame everything uh, in my uh, instruction uh, to match that person. And, you know, we all have our own kind of uh, unique style about doing things, and that's the most natural for us. But your natural style may not be a natural connection between you and someone else. Right. Yep. That's what business is all about is connection really in the end of the day. Yeah. What's your favorite chapter in the book? I mean, there's just so much great advice in this book. What's your, what's your favorite chapter if you could pick just one? Well, it's kind of an unfair question because what I really like in the book are the, um, the anecdotes, the, the things that, um, people have shared in there about um, their own uh, interactions with the game and how it, how it is, has uh, Im- improved their, uh, their business. Yeah. You have, uh, and you have interviews with some like business magnates in there, CEOs of multinational yeah, corporations. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, one in particular where uh, uh, there's a, a gentleman who early on in his career, uh, you know, is, is trying to figure out, which, which business school to go to and, and uh, which people to mentor under and all of that. And uh, the big piece of advice that he was given by one of his mentors was, that doesn't really matter. Learn to play golf mm. and, <laughs> and, and get good at the game, mm. and that will carry you into places that you couldn't. 
uh, otherwise go. And it really did prove out yeah. in his life. Sure. Well, I bet. Yeah, there's, there's a ton of great advice, um, not only from you and Connie, but from some of these amazing folks that you had contribute to the book. And it really just makes it such a rich experience to read. I, I enjoyed those stories as well. What was it like writing a book, Dave? Oh, I'm going to tell you, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for sure. Harder I, than I, golf, you know, huh? I, <laughs> Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, when you do, when you do a lesson, uh, you know, you have a, um, a start and a stop point, and and uh, and 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 they're kind of like sound bites. Um, when you uh, when you do a program, uh, it's it, you know you kind of have a start and a stop point, and and and, and you work through that. Doing doing the book uh, because we really didn't. Uh, Connie you know, is very busy with her uh, consulting practice. Um, I I am. Uh, you know, busy running a club, and um, the, you know you have these fits and starts where you begin to re- they begin to write and and you can kind of get on a roll and then it stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keeping it to where it kind of there was some flow to it uh, was one of the one of the difficult uh, things is you know starting and stopping. Right. Yeah. 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 And knowing when to stop, I think that was for me exactly. when I wrote my book is like, how do, how do I know when I'm done? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. that, that's also why we had, it was 18 holes. You know, we knew. We, that was smart. We 27 holes. Right. <laughs> so you've got chapters, uh, one through 18. That, that, that's perfect. That was a very smart idea. They gave yourself a natural yeah. stopping point there. <laughs> um, you've yeah. mentioned her, her a couple of times, but let's dive a little bit deeper into your co-author, uh, uh, Connie Charles and, and her background and, and why, how you guys got together and, and put this thing, what was the, what was the impetus for saying, Hey, we need to write this book. Well, Connie was actually, um, trying to grow her consulting business. And this is back in the, uh, kind of early, uh, nineties. And, uh, she began to recognize that being a woman in, uh, a, kind of a man's business, you know, business consulting, um, she, she saw golf as a way to differentiate herself and as a way to get in front of the, the, the execs and the people that she needed to get in front of. So she came to golf school. Uh, so she came to one of my uh, golf schools. And uh, as I started to um, – really understand what it was that she was doing and that's when that's when she introduced me to to the Berkman and I, I remember uh, and uh, again when you say that that I've, I've been in this a long time it just means that I'm old back <laughs> then it was a paper pencil exercise and and uh, you ran this questionnaire uh, through a scanner and then it would it would spit out this data that hmm. kind of told you about you. Like fill in the little circle, draw a circle on the yep, right, exactly and the answer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly right. And, and it just, it struck me. It hit me, just really hit me right between the eyes that what this was describing was me and that, you know, that those elements that made me unique, I took into every experience that I had. And it was just, it really was a, a moment, an aha moment for me of saying, you know, people are people, and then they go do things. Um, 
So you as, you know, Gabe as a business person and Gabe as a golfer is just Gabe. And you have to really understand those unique qualities of your of, of what makes you, you, and then go do things like play golf. So mm-hmm. that was that was kind of the, the start point. And then uh, we began to collaborate on um, doing executive golf schools as a way to introduce uh, clients to really what what Connie did in the bigger context of of executive development and and uh, corporate training, and that's uh, we we started doing that in '95, and that's that was really all that we that I did. I I was on airplanes more than I was on the golf course hmm. for uh, right up to 9/11. Wow. Um, uh, we were going uh, all over the world doing these. Uh, executive golf schools to introduce um, executives to uh, one how how strong the connection between golf and business are, but then also to be able to take those concepts back into their company and and put them to use. I love it. What would be the lasting impression that you want to leave readers with once they finish the book, Dave? Well, I I think. Um, the, the important thing is to understand how important and how valuable the game can be to whatever it is, whether they're trying to develop uh, their career, whether they're trying to uh, lead a company and need some way to, to be able to give that company uh, um, uh, a, you know, a, a, a compass, a way to, to, to look at uh, the culture within the business, uh, and and how important golf can be in helping them to do that. I love it. It's it's so true, and it's just it's just chock full of great tips on you know how to conduct an interview, how to know if you should bend the rules or or stick to the to the rules. And again, it, it gets a lot into the emotional intelligence and being able to read your playing partner. And do that research on them ahead of the time to kind of know, you know, how that should go. I, I loved every part of this book, Dave. If 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 folks want to get themselves a copy, where can they go find the book? Well, they can go to um, imapgolf.com and uh, and order the book there, or they can just go to uh, to Amazon um, and order a copy. My su- my suggestion is when you go and order your copy, whether you go to imapgolf.com or Amazon or any other bookstore there that might be carrying it, make sure to buy two because this is something that you're going to want to keep a copy on your desk and you're going to want to share with a colleague because the, the, the information inside is, is just so valuable. Dave, any more books coming for you, sir? We're going to see anything else come out? Well, yeah. They're, they're Connie and I are actually um, uh, working on kind of a, uh, an, an, a next – 18 holes, uh, a next, a next round and, nice. and, uh, uh, taking this a little bit more, uh, into, uh, not, uh, not only, uh, the, the connection between business and golf, but really giving you some practical applications and, and, uh, uh, and a little bit more on, uh, improving your own golf game. Oh, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's important because you don't want to do what I did yeah. and, uh, get into 132 bunkers, <laughs> although you're going to have those days. I mean, I'm, 
You are. Yeah. You are. Someone, someone's going to have them. So you also got to know how to prepare for it. I love it. it it's just a great message. It's a book everybody needs to, to put on their desk, like I said, and buy that extra copy. The holidays are coming, by the way. Hint, hint. There you go. Great stocking stuffer. Throw this thing in there. Dave, uh, just appreciate and, and thank you for your, your contribution to the golf industry and what you've done here with this literary work. And um, thank you so much for coming on Private Club Radio to let our listeners know about it. Gabe, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, that invitation's open. Anytime you want to come to the most beautiful place on earth, Sedona, Arizona, um, come on, we'll, uh, we'll take a lap around our golf course. Hey, I think you're going to see me probably in the next 365 days. Sooner than later, you'll be seeing me for sure. Dave, I appreciate the invite. Perfect. Well, that's going to wrap it up for Private Club Radio episode 202. That means there's 201 episodes for you to go back and listen to. So plenty to do between now and next week. (laughs) Until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process 